Hi, welcome to the Coffee Chat Podcast. This week we spoke to Rebecca Roberts. Rebecca is an actress and headshot photographer with her own business, Rebecca Roberts Studios. We chatted about her journey as an actress, navigating the LA, Vancouver, and London markets, her headshot business, mindset as an actor, and some fun rapid fire questions. So grab a coffee and enjoy. Thanks for joining the Coffee Chat Podcast Instagram live version. I'm excited to have you on because you were also one of the first few people that I knew when I moved here because you took my headshots, right? And then yeah. you've also just taken them more than once. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's how we bonded and then we got along anyway. Um, so let's just start by you introducing to everyone watching and listening like who you are, who is Rebecca Roberts? Oh Lord. First of all, hi, this hi underneath so hi to everybody oh yes hello who am i like as in just industry wise or as a human uh, I, mean, like, I mean wow that's that's true we could be here for now i guess let's first just start with um to who you are yeah like i guess as an actor and how you got into that um and then also your headshot business okay cool um basically i was a dancer my whole life i was like a um uh, ballroom and Latin dancer. I ended up in theatre from a very, very young age in England. Um, went that way, that route. Went to the traditional thing, went to theatre school, um, left to do shows, was in musicals in London, and travelling around the world. I ended up in the music industry, backing dancer. Um, so I, I did that. And then my body, because I'd been in an accident, a car accident before, I knew my body was only going to last a certain amount as a dancer, because obviously when you're doing tours, high impact. Um, so I'd started already doing acting, theater, and just just solely focusing on acting. Um, and then came to Canada, started doing movies and all that fun stuff, and then writing and producing myself and while I was on set, just learning. Um, and then I picked up the camera because my friends were all incredible um, actors. They wanted me to shoot pictures of them. So I started shooting and it kind of then when I moved to Vancouver, it just, it made sense to um, keep going with that because it was helping me, A, meet and work with so many actors, um, which taught me how to work with people on set even better. And as a writer, it's amazing to meet tons of different people. As an actor, I get wow. to meet different people, um, which I hope when people see me auditions, like it's a bit more um, grounding. So like, oh, it's someone I know, I can, you know. Um, and then as in every way, it's just been helpful. And I learned lenses and lighting and, and stuff that then when I'm acting as an actor on set, I'm aware now of like what lens we're on, what angle, what, you know, I'm aware of all that stuff. And so, even though I've done a ton of stuff in this industry, it's all kind of led to being helping in every field. Sometimes they say, don't do all these things, but actually for me, (laughs) it's helped me be a better actor because I'm aware, like even I'll do moments and beats now for an editor, as opposed to what I would do as just an actor. Because now from writing, I'm like, oh, I need that moment. They need that moment to cut to, you know? So all of it's kind of led to this, but, Kind of a bit of everything. I mean, that's why it's hard. I, I sound like such a 
and asks. I'm like, I was a dancer, I was a singer, I was an actor, I was yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's been a bit of everything. No, I love that. And I think, yeah, it's so important um, to do a, yeah, like you said, it's so good to do a little bit of everything and, and try a little bit of everything. And if, you know, you never know, like you might discover something else that you're good at, you know, instead of just following the straight acting path. So I think that's great. Own it, girl. Own it. Please. <laughs> Own it. As long as I am happy and enjoying it and, and, I can give 150%. The moment I start to feel like I am not there 150%, that's when like, I have to reevaluate. Because for me, I shouldn't do anything unless you can really commit and give you know, everything you have. And so yeah. as long as I'm enjoying it, I'm going to keep doing it. So yeah, and I get to work with people like you. And it's so wonderful to be a part of so many journeys, though. And yeah. just peace, it's just so... I love seeing it. I love seeing everybody thriving and killing it. And I just, it, it's so wonderful to be a part of that. Yeah, no, I love that. And, and definitely when I first met you and was doing headshots with you, like your mindset and just your like energy and your personality is like, you make everyone so comfortable. And I think that's just so refreshing. Um, so I love that. So thanks for like always doing that and being Thank you. positive. I'm doing that thing now that we did at the beginning. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so I just want to touch a little bit on, because, yeah, obviously you, because you said that you worked, how long have you been in Canada for then, like, in this industry? So it's a bit confusing. My parents moved yeah. teens. I lived in Ontario from, like, 16 to 20. Right. And then I went back to London to do shows. Yeah. Stayed in England again until, uh, I think I moved again in 2013. I went, I came back. To Toronto, and then I've been in Vancouver now about four years, I think. I think. Oh wow! Yeah, four years, five, something like that. Something like that. Not <laughs> I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. Um, I guess you are. What do you have like a highlight of your work like in London before you moved here? That's something that's really stuck with you because you've done a lot. Like, and I'm always like so impressed. So. It's, well, it's funny actually. Only recently during the lockdown did I. Re I think sometimes when you just a lot of actors worry about the next job so you just mm -hmm. go and then it wasn't actually till lockdown that I sat and really had to be in a place of gratitude of like wow I've done all these things and I, I think I, obviously there's still more that I, I love to do but um, probably the biggest moments for me have been my first time performing at the O2 Arena, I, I ended up doing it quite a few times. I did another, I did a residency there, but yeah. the O2 is such an iconic thing if you live in London that it, that was probably when we filmed the live DVD as well. That was to be yeah. like the dressing room where like Pink and Bon Jovi <laughs> and like Prince, and like all these people, you're just like, what am I doing here? <laughs> um, yeah. That's kind of one of the biggest ones, but also that one for me, because my family and my friends were all like, I can actually hear them on the live DVD. It's really oh. it right by the stage. So they'd wait till it goes black and they're just like, ah! and I can hear them. Um, oh my God, that's amazing. That's probably one of the, the biggest highlights. Also like what's weird, I'd written, I used to write lists about what I wanted to do. And I actually mm -hmm. always tell people to do this now because I always watched sing for a Disney movie and I ended up singing for Disney too when I was in England. Um, so that was really cool as well. Um, touring with the Blues Brothers was probably, that was crazy. Like, getting to, yeah. 
got to that with that show you get to jump we got to jump off stage and like run around like and it was huge audiences in in japan or wherever we were it was just it was so much fun and then film wise probably um i don't know film wise they all kind of have been amazing mm -hmm. basically doing our own thing being just proud of everybody achieving things in yeah. our that was a different experience too like i just was so proud of, of everybody's work you know yeah it all come together so that was they've all kind of been big but their own little way if that makes makes sense oh for sure yeah yeah no i love that i love hotel straight off um okay let's talk about um your headshot your headshot business rebecca roberts studios um because mm -hmm. i'm sure quite a few people listening or watching right now um are actors and might be looking at getting some post-covid headshots um what as a headshot photographer what would be like your tips for clients like new clients um to get the best out of their experience um i mean first and foremost like talk to your agent if you have an agent a hundred a lot of people don't talk to their agents and then i the feedback with agents when i send things are, are like oh i needed this and i needed this and so you just miss an opportunity to connect and make sure you're on the same page before you come. That's just a huge thing that sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, I think we all kind of know the standard of what to wear. I think you can look, look up online and I always send a breakdown of what to wear. Um, for me, the biggest thing is to show up and to believe that you are going to get the best shots ever. Mm -hmm. So people come in and they're so afraid of, of, oh, I hate having my pictures taken or, oh, I fail or I don't want to be this I don't want to be. and I totally get it because I did the exact same thing I I, yeah. I, I, I like doing this job is because I recognize what I used to do um, but for me if you come in the people that come in deciding they're like these are gonna be the best shots ever like you always come in with such a beautiful attitude it's like you're going to get the thing you want if you come in with yeah. that you know yeah and so it just saves me time because if, if somebody does come in with the with that at that lower energy because they're nervous i mean i just sit and always talk to them for like 20 minutes before we start shooting because i want to make sure that when we do start shooting they're in that place where they believe they yeah. can um but the biggest tip for me is like whether it's meditating whether it's whatever your thing is that gets you into your body and feeling positive and feeling open that's more important than anything else because if yeah. you're receptive and you're you're just present and in that moment then the picture is going to be alive it's not just going to be a picture right and so for me that's the most important thing um i'm trying to think of this something else like yeah just i like come in with an idea of what you want as a brand as well like even if you're brand yeah. new you don't have an agent like have an idea of what your energy says about yourself how how do you come across i say this quite often to people is that if you come in and you don't know what you want, hmm. then chances are with your agencies, the shots, you're gonna look like a neutral canvas, which is sometimes good to have. It's great to have that. But at the same oh, yeah. time, like you come in before and gone, I need a this shot for this, yeah. I need this. That's great because what it means is that you as a brand, not to put you in a branding term, but as a brand, you've decided this is how I wanna sell myself. I know that the <laughs> receptive, I personally, for example, I often go in for high state characters. I'm never the beat cop. I'm always the, the FBI agent. I'm always, 
you know, I know that. So me having a certain yeah. that shows that I play high status characters, doesn't have to be head or super caricature. I don't mean that, but it's just that essence of it. And if you know that, then that makes it easier to watch and to go oh, okay yeah I see yeah. That. yeah so it's just just be specific and it's I think some people are maybe afraid when they go into sessions and I know I've done it and I've been afraid to oh, tell of what I want yeah and so I think that you know for me that's why I do try to make people feel as comfortable as possible because I, I when you leave my space other than edits I'm not a part of your career anymore yeah. hours you're the one that has to then go forward and build this beautiful dream that you had. And so if you don't come in telling me what you want or, or feel that you can be honest with that, we may not achieve it. And that's, that's a shame because the job, the goal is to literally move, remove my ego. I don't, it's not about me. It's about figuring out how to get more stuff in your dream and take it to the next level. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, no, it does. And it, it, it's like, you know, it, it's definitely a two-way street. Like, you're just a part of that journey. But as actors, um, and I totally get it because I used to do the same thing. I hated getting, and I still do, like, they're just not fun. But, you know, it's like, I'm never going to be like, wow, I love them now. Like, no, I still get so nervous when I do have to get them. But I think as actors, it's like, like, yeah, just like taking charge of your career and that you are a business mm -hmm. and that you do need to step up a little bit and be like, well, this is, who I want to be and this is the kind of you know characters I want to play um and yeah and it just makes the headshot because I mean look I've shot with you three times and every single time I've literally come in and gone so I need this now so yeah let's do that and you're like cool awesome so it makes your job easier because you're like cool I can do that yeah well and I don't mind when people are newer and like say they don't have an agent and they're students mm -hmm. that's a slightly different thing for because I often then we'll go, okay, let's get you something that's going to get the agent and get you seen and whatever. Yeah. And then we can sit and I, you know, I understand when you're at that stage, not being like, cause you haven't gone and auditioned yet. You haven't seen how casting yeah. or, or where they're not seeing you and they should be seeing you. Right. So that's a different thing. And that's where agents are great. And I try to talk to agents and find out what do they like seeing? What do they not like? Yeah. Seeing? Same with casting. Like what kind of, what kind of vibe do you like? And, it's just a constant learning process. You know, I try to adapt all the time because I want to make yeah. sure getting what is industry standard, not just here, but in LA. Yeah. Like, Do you find that there are like, is there like a main difference? I guess in headshots, Do you, is there a main difference between what's liked here in the Vancouver market to LA? It depends what I'm talking to because mm -hmm. in the States, like the, people have these really character shots sometimes these really extreme character shots and because there's so many casting directors in the states like a commercial casting director won't cast a feature film yeah hmm. such a different medium whereas i find like i've shot la actors i've gone down, down there yeah. and what i just find is the actual the actors that are going in for film and tv on a high or high standard stuff like guest stars recurrings all that yeah. stuff it's the same thing as here. They need something that is that is neutral, that shows exactly who they are, their presence in it, their eyes. And it's about them just being, just popping and looking confident. And my new thing I tell everybody, and it's been working recently, is I tell everyone to shoot as though we're shooting the billboard for your show, as opposed to shooting your headshot. So it's like, just 
imagine you're already, you booked a job and we're shooting for like your new lead on a CW show. And what's crazy, yeah. as I say that, people go from being like this to suddenly being like, boom, and like a whole, and I'm like, that yeah. walk in the room. It's, just a, it's a switch, but that's in LA, they inherently do that. When you shoot down there, they inherently come in and they're like ready for a billboard. They're just like, I'm here, I'm good, boom. Yeah. But that's the only difference I know is not as a photographer, but as a as an actor, it's crazy to see the difference of how actors hold themselves down there. Yeah. I think it's though, and I think this is hopefully shifting. There was a mentality mm. of, oh, well, they're gonna hire LA. Mm, yeah. And so we kind of always feel a little second and we feel like because you're getting the scrap, people fight over the scraps. Mm -hmm. And what happens often, I find here, and when and that happened to me when I moved, I moved from England, and I had done theater, and I had done, and I was ready, and I went in for my first audition for Pompeii, and I was like, boom, stuff. And then I stopped working. I did another job right after that, and then I stopped working because what happened was, an agent that I was with at the time said. Well, I need you to go and train to be like a Canadian actor. Oh. But what was weird was I was already working. I was booking because I was yeah. going as a British actor, not just my accent. I would go in with different accents, but my yeah. mentality was how it was in London. And then I stopped working because I started trying to do the Canadian thing. And that it's taken me up until literally, I, I mean, I took a break. I did all this stuff. I started the studio. I started writing and producing because I just, I lost my alignment. I lost my yeah. questioning and I was like, oh wait, I was working before, now I'm not working. What's happening? And then it's only been like right when I booked The Flash, that was the first time I went in and said, you know what? I gotta go back to what I was doing before. Oh, wow. And, I, and not try to fit into this mold. Mm. I because it's also just not me. It's just not gonna work. And whenever I was in the States and I went down quite a bit last year, um, every time I'm in the States, LA actors don't try to be what everybody else is. Yeah. They're not going it's in true. the <laughs> True. They'll literally, I mean, I remember sitting next to somebody who literally was sitting in the coolest, craziest outfit that I would have worn in London. And I was like, why am I wearing yoga pants? <laughs> like that says everything about Canadians right there. Like, and it's not yeah. in a it's if you address it you can then fix it right you can then go okay so how do I stand up you're all going in dressed the same doing the same thing how are you gonna I don't know how you're gonna stand out the goal's not yeah. out, but I just mean like you're not being just an artist you're not being what you are yeah that's a big difference between when I LA actress but even in London huge difference yeah, I mean, what's the market like in London? Obviously, same kind of hustle, like they hustle a lot there. I've never, I don't know anything about the London market. <laughs> London was very, uh, London was very much like once you're in, you're in. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Um, you know, but it's very, acting in London is a craft. It is a, it <laughs> yeah. is a craft. It is not seen as something, like even film and TV, you don't really train for film and TV. I mean, when I was there, it could have changed by now, but there was no training for film and TV. There was, I think there was actually, there was only, there was John Mulaney who used to work for the Hubbards, which they used to be a really big casting house. Um, and he did an on-camera thing to teach people how to audition for film in England. But 
training was theater because I mean, it's a woman, like there wasn't many, when I was there, there wasn't great roles for women. So the only way you were literally going to get to, to push your muscles was to do theater. Yeah. And if you can do Chekhov and you can do Shakespeare, probably you can do Riverdale. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's just, you, you know what I mean? So it's like, go flex the muscles and then figure out what you need for that, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. And I think um, even because when I reflect back on the training I did, because I also did a lot of theater, like I started out in theater and I was always like, I was that like theater nerd that was like, I want to study Shakespeare. And I would do like a six month course in Shakespeare, which I actually enjoyed it. So yeah. just saying, <laughs> I would go back to that. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, check off. Like, I think for any actor starting out, it's actually really important. Like, yeah, it may not be for you. Like, to be, I don't love check off. I hate oh. it. Heavy. You know, oh, it is, and it's hard. That's ain't easy. Hard, but see, it's hard. People scares you. You should be doing it more. If you don't like it because it scares you, I mean, that's my mentality. If yeah. I like, oh God, I'd be too scared to do a Shakespeare. Whoa, it's time for me to go do a Shakespeare. Yeah, like, I agree. That's so. Yeah, but good for you for doing it though. Yeah. <laughs> I think do you know what's amazing about theater though that I miss and that I wish you could do in film and that I think would mm -hmm. help a lot is the great thing with theater is that you learn that that you learn what works very quickly yes In, and it's funny I'll come off stage and I would be like oh that was the best time I ever did it and people didn't really resonate but it's because I was so into it myself that I wasn't letting them feel it and then it's like going, okay, what's the balance here? Okay, I need to disconnect a little bit and I need to do that. Okay, cool. So when I remove myself a little bit, then the space to feel it. Okay, cool. And that's stuff that then like I try to remind myself when I'm acting now is I'm like, yeah. you know, especially if you're not going in as the lead, if you're going in as somebody that's like a supporting character, it's a totally different thing to audition for that, mm -hmm. audition for the lead. And like I was working with this amazing coach in LA, Michael Riley Burke. And yeah. he said something to me when it was pilot season and I was auditioning for um, a series regular. And he said to me, um, you need to change the way you're saying that line. And I said, why? And he goes, because the way you say that line is now indicating to me that you've only ever played supporting characters. Oh. I delivered this one line. He said, you're used to being the support. You're not used to being the lead. And so I was like, oh, wow. And it was crazy. And so I then did my audition with him. And I was like, this is kind of the stuff that just makes you go, this is the technical stuff that makes you just go, okay, so I need to sometimes remove myself as an artist. And also then what serves so that they feel it as opposed to me. And it was amazing. It was just like the tiniest little adjustment. And suddenly you're a lead versus a supporting. And it was like the crazy lesson. And it was so simple. And so now, and I remember it over and over now when I'm auditioning for things, I'm like, okay, this is a lead, this is a supporting, this is a guest star, this is a, you know, you know in certain moments they're gonna cut to the lead because it's about them and you know how to change your delivery. Yeah. So that's the side yeah. of the film that's different than stage. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, and that's so true, like about, um, I remember like I, I was doing yeah, with someone in LA as well. And it was like a sitcom script. And it was just like, they'd given us, it was like a, yeah, like a supporting um, thing. And I had like, you know, done the scene and I kind of did this like crazy choice of it. And I remember the teacher being like, 
that's a really great choice. Like, I love what you're doing that. But he said to me, he's like, you're doing a lead thing though. And he's like, they won't cast you when you do that because he's, and that's so fascinating. You said that. Cause it's like, yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, you do have to literally look at each role that you're going on being like, okay, this is a supporting and which way you have to attack it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah. And that's so funny. Cause I remember that stuck with me and I was like, Oh, and I was like, yeah, because if I go in and do that, like, sure, it's great. And they might love it. But if I do that on the show, their lead is going to be like overshadowed by me and they don't want that because that's not who I that's not what I'm in the show for you know that's so fascinating yeah yeah it's but it's these are the things that that you know film and the way I kind of say it to clients when they're like what do you think is the difference between film and and theater and I'm like well the actors medium 150 percent it's the actors medium it's where you get to determine the pace you get to determine where their eyes go at any given moment you as the actor with the director obviously who's helped guide that thing and mold it you guys determine what happens in that moment. It's an actor, yeah. whereas film is is not the actor's medium. It is a medium for directors and editors, and you are a, just a part of a very, very big thing. And so your job is not just to be an actor, your job is to also facilitate what does the editor need? What does the director need? Mm-hmm. What does this character need? What is, and that's where the change is. And that's why you can balance theater and be able to control pace and control tempo when needed when you have monologues or when you have those chunkier scenes, but also understand the film side of it so that you can bring technique and all of that to the table so that they love it because they're like, oh, when we were in the editing room, there were all these moments. Yeah. Like loving it because they're like, wow, you gave us these moments that we, thank God, let's bring them back because they gave us so much to work with. It was easy. Yeah. No, I agree. I I agree so much and it's so true. And yeah, at the end of the day, I think theater like is just a great training ground for any actor to at least do once. If you have the fortune of, you know, doing a play, um, yeah. it's just, it's a good learning curve for sure. Well, that's cause it's, it's also like we were saying, it's, you've got to learn tempo too. Like mm-hmm. choices, you got to learn how to guide a scene and how to have yeah. control. Cause like, that is the problem in film is you don't have the control. So often then when you get something yeah. here, or bigger, you don't know how to, how to, and I, I say it because I haven't done theater in a while and I'm now being like, oh, I gotta go, I gotta make sure I do some scenes now and get back into it because yeah. it's learning how to, you know, put your foot on the gas, pull it off, whatever, so you can drive it yeah. and be in control. But, but you know, it's, it, it's not easy. And, and it's why there are people that are great and that will work and do bits here and there. And then there are people that walk mm-hmm. in and you just go like, they just steal it and you're like, yeah, you're, you're going to be a superstar. <laughs> but if you can't figure out your own stuff, you know, yeah. and I'm doing that. I'm like, wow. Like there's certain things that subconsciously I was doing as an actor because I didn't know that as Rebecca, I do those things. Yeah. That's really, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Like when, you know, I, for example, I speak differently sometimes to men than women. Hmm. Huh changes a little bit and I think we all innately do a little bit but I suddenly had to sit with myself and go so when I walk in the room and I'm doing a scene that's supposed to be a woman and a woman and that reader's a man does my voice instinctively change does me as Rebecca do I instinctively change yeah and I'm starting to be like whoa I, these are things that are subconscious I don't know what I've been doing to my work without yeah. so I'm like that's why I'm, I always try to now I'm trying to say to everybody Make sure yeah. you spend this time to get to know you so that then you can let you go and be whatever you need to be. Yeah. 
No, I love that. And I think, yeah, that's so, because yeah, it is true. It's, it's something that's overlooked because I think we're always so focused on, yeah, the class, take the class and do this and get the, that, you know, yeah, we forget to just look at ourselves and be like, who am I though? You know? And like, what am I feeling? And like, just being so self-aware, like, I think that's so beautiful. I think what I'm trying to say is that for so long yeah. here, I was told you can't be a film actor and be a dancer or a singer. I was told that many times that being mm. wasn't a good actor or being a this meant I wasn't that. Actually, like every skill set you have, whether you're an AD on set, whether you're a PA, whether you're a, yeah. um, you know, working in an agency and also an actor, whether you're casting, whether you're in whatever, whatever you're doing that's an additional skill set, learn from it. Don't discard it. Yeah. Go, oh, that doesn't help me here. It all helps you. Yeah all of it and i think that we're just taught to be in this place of of like lack and of oh oh this has to be this way instead of going you know what like i have all these and i'm going to try it this way and i'm going to try it. i mean i'm a dancer and i was told yeah that thing you know what i booked my first movie because i could do all my own stunts and all my stuff because i was in my body i knew my body yeah. that stuff and i was physically active i could do all i could turn i could twist and make it look great if I had listened to an acting coach that said to me, oh, you'll never work as a dance because of your dan you're a dancer. You know, it's silly. It's a good mindset. You have to be embrace and be positive and love every part of who you are and what got you there to like, you know, to be able to move forward and, and, and you know, add, add this stuff to your repertoire. Be that person that knows how to be in your body. Look at Tatiana Maslany. She got, um, she got what's it called orphan black oh yeah he said in an interview that she's like because she was a dancer and she's like what i did was to change characters i would do different dance warm-ups so like ballet was this one contemporary was this one hip-hop was this and i'm like huh. what and it's crazy she utilized that thing that would help her get into her body to to elevate her art form and i think that's if you have those skills use them it's what makes yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. And you never know, like, there might be, you know, like, I always say with my singing, because I think then, yeah, I, I got into that mindset a little bit myself, of like, you know, I was like, well, then why am I taking all these voice lessons? I don't want to, like, do a big musical, you know, and I was like, but why am I saying that to myself? I was like, no, I enjoy it. And it's another skill set. And it's helping with my other, you know, skills. Like, it's, yeah, I totally agree. It's like, you do get into this, like, well, but I don't want to do, I don't want to be a singer. Like, I don't want to be a musician. Again, did you, did you, and as a question, would yeah. Broadway show if you'd have got one? Yes. <laughs> you see, that's what we tend to do. That because yeah. I catch myself now. I never used to do stuff, and so big things used to happen for me that I didn't expect. And I think that that's the thing is even I have a girlfriend who says to me, yeah, but I wouldn't want to be the lead. So I, I just want to get this and I want to get like, no, no, because you're going to get whatever out there. So if you don't think yeah. the lead of a show, that's not going to come to you. Yeah, exactly. You know how to sing. You could be on Broadway. Why not? Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know that you're not. If you put that out there into the yeah. and you say, I'm going to do a show one day. This skill set is going to be an asset to me one day. Yeah. I'm going to do a movie. ends up getting a Broadway show and then you're on Broadway. And you'll turn around and go, wow, I didn't expect that to happen. And it yeah. was, I thought it was going to happen. But like, just, just if I say make a list and put that stuff out there and just say yes to all of it. 
don't train to be just a good singer. Train to be yeah. Because worst case scenario, you just sound like you're from Broadway. It's great, wonderful. Whenever it's Christmas, you get to sing for us, and we all go woo. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Oh my god, this is this is yeah. This has been I like. <laughs> thanks. It's been a really a really great conversation about craft and mindset. Um, which I think is so important. I hope everyone watching and listening is getting something out of that because I think there's so much in there that's just like really beautiful. Um, so thanks for sharing. Um, like we're all kind of just learning and yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sure in, in a year's time I'll have a whole new perspective because I just, I'm just like somebody who's now in this phase where I'm just so curious to just keep learning and growing. And so, you know, it's yeah. is your thing. But just yeah. don't on yourself. Oh, 100%. No, I agree. Um, let's do some fun questions to, okay. like, finish up. Okay. All right. right. So, what would you tell your younger self? Don't worry what other people think of you. I like that. that we all true, feel though. I, because I, I was, I'm somebody, I'm very emp empathic. And a lot of people meet me because I'm, and so, I'm such a strong, driven person. So they just presume I'm a certain way and they don't realize that I, I, I am somebody who's, you know, I'm actually innately shy. I learned to be on stage. And so yeah. I used to build little stories in my head that were like, that person doesn't like me. Oh my God. Yeah. And like all that energy of worrying about whether somebody likes you or not. And it doesn't change anything. It doesn't change anything. All that energy could have gone towards me building a business or, or being, yeah or dance stuff or writing a script or whatever like just you know what I mean all those hours I know. so I'm like to my younger self I'm like stop wasting your time <laughs> stop wasting the time it's so true though it's so true it's just like it, we all and that's the one thing actually doing this work for the last three months for the first time I can shut my brain off and not worry about any of it I don't worry and I'm like yeah. and it's like I'm finally there and I'm like wow this is a, I have to practice it every day but building those narratives in your head. And I would definitely, the amount of yeah. wasted, wasted. Yeah. No, I, it's something I need to remind myself often as well. But yes, I agree. And everyone out there, learn that too. Um, okay, what is, what's a trait you dislike in other people? I really don't like when people don't live to their potential. I don't care what your potential is. I don't care if it's, you know, that you want to be the best, you know, coffee maker in the world. I don't know, whatever it is, but I yeah. like when all I hear are excuses and, and I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do this. And then there's just a whole, I, and then they're just lazy and don't follow through. And I find that really frustrating because for me, when we live to our potential is when we're of the highest good for everybody around us. We inspire everybody around us, whether you're, like I said, you're the person making coffee or the person taking the pictures or whatever. And when you don't live to that potential and you just complain and whine about what you don't have, mm. you just bring everybody's energy down and it becomes really hard to be around it. And I know we, I'm, we are all guilty of it at times. Oh, for sure. I know I have. Yeah. But at the same time, it's the thing that drives me the most insane is when people don't, you can see how brilliant they could be. And they're in their yeah. own way. Yeah. No, I agree. That's, I agree. Um, describe yourself in three words. Um, 
Oh God. I feel like this would change every week with me, but this week, this week on Rebecca Roberts, um, yeah. I actually was hanging out with someone. He told me that, uh, is he? and I think he's right. Curiosity, mm -hmm. number one trait apparently. And I, and I actually think it's true. I love learning about people and learning things. And, and I'm just so curious about everything. I just want to understand it. It's why I build those narratives in my head. I want to understand. Yeah. Um, so curiosity, and I actually love that about myself now. It used to drive me insane. Now, <laughs> now I love that about myself. Mm -hmm. um, three words. Okay, describe myself in three words. Um, outgoing. I think I can be very outgoing. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> You're like, mm -hmm, yes. I agree. <laughs> um, honest, I think, is the other thing. Is mm -hmm. I'm very, I, I, I don't... I was talking about this with a client the other day because they were saying about, oh, the ag an agent did this and this and this. And I said, are you sure mm -hmm. what the agent meant? Because I think they were just being honest. Now they yeah. Feel like they're being honest. And I think there's too often we're not honest about what's going on in the world. I think that people like to be likable and don't want to be the bad guy. And so they don't want to say what's actually happening. And until you say it, you can't fix it. Yeah. So honesty for me, like I'd rather have a, I'd rather have someone turn around and go, Rebecca, you really upset me. You were this, 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 this. And then I go, great. We can have an honest conversation about it. I'm sorry. that this exactly. Or like when we're talking about the industry with everything that's going on with, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and all this stuff. Yeah. Honest about the underbelly of what's happening. You can't yeah. So I, and I know that sometimes it gets me in trouble, but I'm, my, but honesty is something I, I have to be for me to feel. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, otherwise, how are we going to learn? <laughs> I think. You know, it's just how we deliver our honesty. And that's something mm -hmm. that when I was younger, I was not very good at that. I was very like, does this dress look good? No, it looks awful. It's just awful. <laughs> Change it. Like I would say stuff like that. And then now I'm like, <laughs> or um, sympathetic and be like, you know, <laughs> your features are so wonderful that this, the other dress, you know, that purple one you had on, that was amazing. Like I would just, well, it's true. You can say that in a different way. I remember getting an acting coach, and I love her so much because, like, she was the kind of, like, she, I, I like, I've had teachers where um, they would just say everything's good, and you're like, okay, but can you give me some, like, honest, constructive feedback? And she was the kind of teacher where she would never say, like, the work was good unless she, you know, and it's all subjective anyway, but anyway, I remember, but the way she would, like, give, so, like, people would do a scene, and then instead of just being, like, oh, well, it wasn't that great. Like, yeah, she would say it in a way that was super constructive and be like, okay, this was working, but let's try this. And then you're like, oh, okay. Instead of just being like, it wasn't really great, was it? Which I think is, yeah. <laughs> like. Yes, and, like an improv, yes, and. Yes, <laughs> so true. Everything comes back to improv in life. Everything Honestly. Everything's yes and. It's never no. You know what I mean? It's like, if you ever want to learn how to be a good human being, just go to an improv class. <laughs> it's like I, that, and that's literally what I mean. I'm for trying to preach and like do that because I love improv. Like it's, but then like, like, and a lot of people who like aren't actors or performers are like, oh, but like, I don't think I could. And I was like, anyone can do improv. Like, you know, if you've ever done like an improv game, they're just like kids games. <laughs> like, and they're just like to get out of your head to just be like, 
say a random word. Like some of the stuff you do, you just like go around a circle and just say a random word in the moment. And it's just like, and everyone looks ridiculous, but you just get out of your head because like, don't think about what you're going to do. Just make a sound. And everyone's like, but then there's like this fulfilling moment when people do it. Cause they're like, Oh, okay. That was actually kind of fun. I'm like, yes. Well, we have learned something. I've definitely in the last few months tried to go back to my childlike state. Like I've been rolling down mm. because it's only when we're older that we, un that we learn to be self-conscious about being, putting ourselves out there or doing ah. it gets in the way and goes, Oh, but you then might be judged. It might lead to judgment, but actually it's judgment on yourself. That's actually the thing you have to yeah. yourself. It's like, again, I say it cause I'm learning, I'm having to go back to that and improv is an amazing, amazing yeah. tool because that hesitancy that you have when you go to start as you were talking about is your ego and is your fear but what's great about improv is it comes up immediately and then you have to address it immediately and yeah. fight against it and go and I'm like that is why improv is such a fun and great thing to do and tools to do and it's like you can't you can't go wrong like at all no in improv like you really can't like, you know, and, uh, you know, when you, like, now starting to really study the craft of it, like, sure, you can, like, you learn, like, navigating, and there are, like, there are definitely, you know, right, there are some, like, rights, but you just can't, you just gotta, like, say, you just, you can't be wrong, is what I'm just trying to say here in improv, you just gotta commit, commit, commit to commit. it, but that's just life, just commit to life, gentlemen, yeah. just commit to it, be a good human, just commit, just commit, everyone commit, decide to Decide to say yes and don't say no. Don't say no. Don't ask questions as well is something that you shouldn't do in improv. Um, oh, don't ask. Right. Yeah. Well, right. like it depends. It's a, it's a gray area. You're right. But don't try and like ask like, oh, like what's really happening here? It's just like it doesn't help the scene. Yes and. Give a no. suggestion. Yeah. Um, so Instagram's going to kick me off because we've been here for an hour. Oh, my God. So. Yes. I know, but like, thank you for coming well, on the Coffee Chat Podcast. I hope, I hope you had fun. It was useful. I mean, <laughs> I just talked a load of gibberish and a bunch of people. That, you know. I go to edit this and I'm like, uh-oh. Like, God, no. it just was like definitely on a self-help guru type of trip. To but I love it. I love that. I think that's so important. I think we all need to, we all need to love ourselves and commit. Thanks for listening to the Coffee Chat Podcast. Feel free to follow on Instagram at coffeechat.podcast and share the love. You're awesome and I hope you have a great day, night, or afternoon wherever you are and I'll see you in the next episode.